PFF NFL Daily, and happy Thanksgiving to all of our dedicated listeners. We appreciate all of you, and today we're just going to ramble about whatever's happening today on Thanksgiving. There's three football games. We already covered them a little bit on the PFF NFL podcast. We have more information about some injury reports, but it's Thanksgiving. Let's just have some fun. So uh, family, friends, and, and the whole deal. Sam, happy Thanksgiving. It's like your fifth Thanksgiving here. Uh, you know, any uh, special plans? Uh, nothing special. You know, we don't, it's obviously, it's not a holiday where we are, so we don't really celebrate it in the same way, but we're going to be cooking, you know, a pretty awesome meal. Watch some, uh, watch some football and it's a good day. Good day for everybody. Yeah. We're going to have some fun. So it's Thanksgiving. We want to give you guys something, something else to look for in these games. Since we recorded the PFF NFL podcast previewing every week, 12 game, we do have some injury status updates. We weren't sure if CD lamb was going to play for the Dallas Cowboys. It looks like he's a full go confirmed i believe tyron smith will be a full go for the cowboys alvin Kamara, uh, ryan ramchek both out marcus davenport also out for the new orleans saints so let's start with some of those injuries as far as the cowboys go we had a full discussion on dak prescott maybe not having his playmakers no amari cooper but he at least has cd lamb now in this battle against the raiders yeah i think that's huge for them obviously cd lamb He's got number one receiver ability, potential. He can step into the role that uh, Amari Cooper has. Honestly, you can make an argument that CeeDee Lamb is the more important of the two anyway. So I think being able to get him there is absolutely massive. If they had both of those guys missing, we saw last week how bad it can go if you have to lean on Michael Gallup and Cedric Wilson. It's not that those two guys are not talented, but stepping into completely different roles as the number one, number two, it just didn't, it didn't work last week. Now, maybe it would have worked this week, but it's a much bigger question mark with those two, along with CD Lamb as the number one, I think you have to have a lot more confidence about what this Dallas team can do. And I would make them pretty significant favorites now because of that. CD Lamb has the number seven receiving grade in the NFL. He is actually grading better than Amari Cooper. I think, you know, part of that Cowboys discussion, you have, two number ones in Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb. But we also, I think coming into the season, Sam, anticipated there would be a point where Lamb kind of took over uh, and became that true number one in the in the coming years. Uh, a little underrated storyline. I hate to reference it just because of the way the Henry Ruggs era, you know, ended with the, with the Raiders. But go back to draft time. Remember the Raiders were kind of the first team that was expected to take a receiver in that draft. And I, I put C.D. Lamb to the Raiders a ton in all of my mock drafts. I thought he'd be perfect for Derek Carr. Um, they went with the speed receiver in rugs, but you do get to see Lamb against the Raiders here in this particular matchup. So I think that's a big one for the Cowboys who are favored by more than a touchdown. And, you know, if they didn't have C.D. Lamb, we picked we both picked the Raiders. This uh, certainly puts things in Dallas's favor a little bit more. Yeah, that, that draft pick is going to be one where those two players are always likely to be connected a little bit because of that. I thought at the time that picking Henry Ruggs over CeeDee Lamb was insane. And I think even, I mean, forget what happened. Obviously, that's a, that's a, a tragic event that changes everything and, you know, removed um, Henry Ruggs from the Raiders, maybe ends his entire NFL career. But even just now, comparing the two on the field, it still feels pretty insane that they went with with rugs and the speed over cd lamb who can do it all and can be that number one guy let's go to this saints uh bills game here because again we when we previewed this it was okay the bills are favored by six and a half it's on the road against the saints uh, if there is a path to beating the bills we saw it last week jonathan taylor running all over them if the saints had alvin Kamara and 
Mark, Mark Ingram both healthy. While Kamara is not the bruiser, you know, he can run pretty well behind a good offensive line. But not having Ryan Ramchek, not having Alvin Kamara makes that strategy maybe a little bit less viable for the Saints in that matchup against the Bills. Yeah, I think I, <clears throat> I had uh, reservations about whether the Saints were able to kind of run the game plan that is how you beat Buffalo. Um, and this only adds to that, you know, the the players that they need in place to to run that kind of uh, plan, they're, they're just not there. I just It feels really difficult to imagine the scenario where the Saints are able to do what they need to do in order to beat Buffalo the way these other teams have been able to do that. Like I think there is a very true blueprint to beating the Buffalo Bills on both sides of the ball. The same one on, on defense as it is against Kansas City. You flood the deep zones. You play those cover two, cover four, cover six types of shells. You force them underneath. You make Josh Allen play patient football and deliver the ball where it's got to go a dozen times to, to score on a drive. And both Mahomes and Josh Allen, they get frustrated when you do that. And they make mistakes and they, they force turnovers. And particularly Buffalo's offensive line, it's not as good as Kansas City's. It's not amazing by forcing them to do that and forcing him to kind of find the underneath thing, you actually potentially cause some problems there in terms of pressure as well. And then on the other side of the ball, it's it's established the run the way the Colts were able to. But the, the New Orleans Saints, they just don't have the same kind of offensive line that Indy does. If you're listening, listening to us right now on The Daily, there's still time because this Thanksgiving, you could be thankful for family, food, and free bets. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They have a turkey day no-brainer you can't miss. New customers can bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game, so do it right now. And you can win $100 in free bets if either team just scores a point. That's it. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the Thanksgiving NFL action. Make your first deposit and you can play for free for millions with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. And DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. It's promo code PFF this Thanksgiving at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm sure there are some people listening this to this on their way to see family, to see friends, whoever they're going to see, and they're thinking, man, what's going to happen in that first game? What should I be looking for when the Bears play the Lions? And Sam, I don't have any good answers. All the good players are out for the Bears, including starter Justin Fields. Andy Dalton versus, uh, again, we don't have that final update on Jared Goff. I think he'll be uh, maybe even a game time day, day of game decision for the Lions, but still not a whole lot to look for in the noon game. Yeah, not a lot to love about this game. I, I was doing a radio hit earlier where they were saying, you know, give me a reason to, to love the Lions in this game. Give me something. To, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I don't got much. Like, there's there's not a ton to like. DeAndre Swift is playing well for the, the Lions at running back. Um, Panay Sewell has been really good once they've swipped it, switched him to right tackle as well. Like, there's the occasional individual player that's worth watching. Darnell Mooney, obviously, for the Chicago Bears. There are individuals that are interesting to watch in this game. Seeing this game be, be a, you know, a good overall entertaining game or the overall level of play being really high feels like a stretch. I will be watching Panay Sewell, who has not given up a pressure uh, since returning back to right tackle. Uh, perhaps we overreacted in the preseason. Believe it or not, we overreacted in the preseason, no. preseason to Panay Sewell playing right tackle and to Jamar Chase not being able to catch the football. 
during the preseason, both players, you know, the the sixth and seventh picks in the draft here that uh, are fifth and seventh picks in the draft that we thought uh, were off to slow starts or, you know, maybe the the players we had hoped when they did get drafted that high. So I'll be watching a little Panay Sewell. It would have been better if Khalil Mack wasn't out for the season for the Bears, though. Yes. Would have been yeah, a little I mean, bit better trying to see that matchup with, uh, you know, Panay going up against Khalil Mack, uh, you know, full time on that side of the ball. Um, <clears throat> did you have anything else on that? No, I agree with you. I think that obviously losing Khalil Mack is a huge blow for that defense and not being able to see him go up against Panay Sewell is a real blow. I have a serious question for you here. I love mashed potatoes, and um, mm. Kelly doesn't want to make mashed potatoes for me. Okay. What's up with that? Should I should make, I make her, should I really fight it and push it and say, I want mashed potatoes, make this, make this happen on I mean, Thanksgiving? It feels like you could make your own if you wanted them. Oh, come on. But she, but she said, she, we're going to cook together other yeah. things, but she's pretty much handling the sides. Okay. I'm disappointed. I need a vote. I need a vote from everybody. Should we, uh, should I push this a little bit further? And am I Man. crazy for expecting mashed potatoes? It's kind of a staple here on Thanksgiving. I mean, I don't like them, so go whatever you want to do. What are you doing? I, I you got like a, you have a, you have like a prime rib going. What else do you have for sides going here today? Uh, I haven't really got that far. I haven't thought about it too much. Uh, Come on. No planning? Nothing? Well, look, you get that the prime rib is the big thing. You know, we'll figure out everything else later. That's the easy part. I'm uh, I'm very thankful for being able to watch Josh Allen on Thanksgiving. Overall, the uh, the guy that leads the league in turnover worthy plays, guy who also makes the best big time throws you see, right? With the cannon for an arm and on the run. Uh, one little Josh Allen note: I don't think I mentioned on the PFF NFL podcast. I don't think the offensive line is playing poorly. I sure. think Allen's starting to get too comfortable playing outside the pocket when he doesn't need to. He had gotten away from that, and I have some of those 2019 Baker Mayfield concerns about Allen. Is that, is that fair? Yeah. And I think that, I think this is the issue with all these quarterbacks that are at their best when they're doing all this stuff outside of structure and outside of the pocket and making crazy things happen that most quarterbacks can't do is I think it's very easy for those guys to get, to lean on that and to get kind of trapped in that way of thinking as this is how I work. This is how I do things. And then all of a sudden, if you find a way of taking those away from them, they struggle a lot to kind of rein it back in and pull themselves back into this, you know, normal, quote unquote, conventional way of playing the game in the pocket without going anywhere crazy, without doing anything nuts. I, I think that's what you're looking at when you see Mahomes struggle a little bit relative to before, Josh Allen this year, Zach Wilson not being able to to play at the same kind of high level he was in college. All these things, I think this is a connection between them all. Keep an eye on Allen tonight. Will he win from the pocket, especially with Marcus Davenport out? It's not a great Saints pass rush this season. Anyway, I'm going to go make myself some mashed potatoes because uh, you inspired me. I'll take care of it myself. Thanks, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It is the PFF NFL Daily.